technical ego. Now for that, for being so brave and coming up and so excited, I'm going to give you a prize, a free coffee. <laughs> now I'll give you something else here. I'll give you a couple of one heart stickers. Hang on, there's something on the back of that one. Have that one. Hold on, there's more. Have another one. There you go. Put them on your mum and dad's car. God bless you. Have, put another one on there. God bless you. Thank you. And by the way, coffees are free after the service if you want to stick around just briefly for a cup of coffee. You can for free. There is milk. There's plenty of milk. So you can have milk in your coffee. Well, good to see you here this morning. If you are visiting Port Lincoln to see family or friends, we want to welcome you and say thank you for taking the time to come out to church on Christmas Day. It's good. Um, and I'm glad to see you here today as well. It's really good to share Christmas morning with you. So I want to just uh, briefly acknowledge uh, the bushfire crisis that's uh, ongoing right across Australia and now South Australia. And we want to partner with the ACCI Missions Appeal, which is uh, Australian Christian Church's international uh, bushfire appeal. You can go direct to the website. If you want to look it up, if you do ACCI, it probably won't come up. Put Australian Christian Churches and uh, you'll, you'll find the ACCI Missions website. Go on there and you can follow the links and you can make a donation. That would, I think, uh, just be a great way of giving back uh, this Christmas if you feel to do that. No, um, no obligation, of course, but I just thought we would mention that as uh, well over 80 homes destroyed uh, close to Adelaide. And um, you know, we had a couple here just a few weeks ago, two houses destroyed by fire here in Port Lincoln. So it's something that is affecting the nation. But there's something we can do. We can't put everything back together, but we can let people know that we are thinking of them and uh, doing something tangible to help. So partner there with ACCI and that would be great. So um, just let's just pray before I uh, share the Christmas message this morning. Lord Jesus, we just thank you so much for your birth. We thank you for the gift that you are to the, to the world and to mankind. So I just thank you, Jesus, that uh, you are here with us and you want to speak to us and have a relationship with us. So may our hearts be open to you this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. So Christmas, it's a significant day in the Christian calendar. It's got many, many uh, facets to it, I guess, but it's a, an opportunity to give thanks and to celebrate together. So in the United States, they have a thing called Thanksgiving in November. We don't really have that, but I guess Christmas is all that and, and more that we wrap in together uh, in Australia anyhow. But um, Christmas Day, we celebrate the birth of Jesus. So there's so many different things, so many sidetracks, so many things that have been uh, uh, sabotaged the meaning of Christmas. But as a church, as believers, as Christians, we want to be able to uh, we want to be able to keep the focus. A central theme of Christmas is Jesus Christ coming to earth as our saviour. Hey guys from Edge Church, great to see you here this morning. So just divert a little bit. I've got my, my uh, brother-in-law and sister-in-law and mother and father-in-law. All the in-laws are here at my house. <laughs> I better just read something out to you quickly. Can we just divert for a second? I got this this morning. I think it was really, really appropriate. It might help uh, save me this morning a little bit. Uh, and by the way, while I'm looking this up, is um, my shirt is a tactical shirt for Christmas and it means when you wear stripes on Christmas Day you can eat about half a kilogram of more <laughs> of whatever you want because the stripes make you thinner. 
So it's tactical. So next year, everyone, all the guys, go and get yourself a tactical shirt, tactical Christmas shirt. So here, here's what I received this morning. A politically correct Christmas greeting. Please accept without obligation, implied or implicit, my best wishes for an environmentally conscious, socially responsible, politi politically correct, low-stress, non-addictive, gender-neutral celebration of the summer solstice holiday practiced within the most enjoyable traditions of the religious persuasion of your choice or secular practices of your choice with respect for the religious secular persuasions and or traditions of others or their choice not to practice religious or secular traditions at all. I wish you a financially successful, personally fulfilling and medically uncomplicated recognition of the onset of the generally accepted calendar year 2020, but with due respect for the calendars of choice of other cultures or sects and have sects, not sex, and having regard to the race, creed, colour, age, physical ability, religious faith, choice of computer platform or sexual preferences of the wisher, of the wishy. Thank you very much. So that means, that means don't be offended by anything that happens today. But Christmas, we celebrate the birth of Jesus. Jesus came to earth born as a baby, as a baby human, uh, with the mission to connect us back to God, to connect people back to God again. So the traditional story we tell today at, on Christmas Day and leading up to Christmas is of Joseph and Mary uh, and no room at the inn. Um, and, and so who's heard the story before? I guess we, most of us would know the story. But they had an improvised birth in a stable for animals. And I think that's one of the, one of the things that we, uh, we find is, is Joseph had to improvise. I was just telling Pauline, because I'm thinking Mary and Joseph, they're, they're, they're in a relationship. And could you imagine being Joseph? You turn up to Bethlehem, you think, I've got relatives there. I've got, I've got friends there. But, but no one's got any space for you. And Mary, she's saying, I'm about to have a baby. You've got nowhere for us to stay. And I went to my cousin's house. And they said, no. I went to my, 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 uh, my, my cousin's friend's house. And they said, no. I went to every relative and every person I knew. And they said, no. And, and I mean, I know if I did that to Pauline. She said, what do you mean? You didn't, you didn't send a letter? You didn't, you didn't pre-prepare this? I'm having a baby now. But what is amazing, so, so Joseph had to improvise a little bit. But what, what is amazing was that from that improvised birth in cattle class, you know, we, we get upset if we get the wrong class on the aeroplane uh, or if you, you're going somewhere and you think, well, I, I, I paid for the top class ticket. Well, Jesus got animal class. I just want to, want to think about that. Jesus came to earth and was born into animal class so that when we go to heaven, we, we can be in first class. Ooh. He was, Jesus was setting up a new order, a new order over the spiritual condition of mankind. He was setting up a new order. He was saying that, that to, to be the king, you don't have to be born in a palace. So Jesus is a gift to the world. He didn't come as a prince to be served. He didn't come uh, as a king to pay tribute to. Rather, he came as humbly and vulnerable as a baby. And uh, uh, I'm going to go to the story Ruth read out this morning as well, that angels came and visited the shepherds on that night that he was born to tell them the news. It's found in Luke chapter 2, and it'll just pop up on the screens there. Um, the Saviour, 
Yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you'll recognize him by the sign. You'll find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those whom God is pleased. I love the, the next part. It says that the, the shepherds, the angels disappeared because that's what they do. They come, they sing a song and then they vanish. Not that that's ever happened to me. But they, they came, they sang, they told the, the shepherds what was happening and then they disappeared. And I love, I think it's in, in verse 15 or 16, something like that, or maybe it's 14. They, they say, let's go and see this thing that has happened. And I mean, I, I just love that response from the shepherds and uh, they've got a hunger and an eagerness to find out this this amazing thing that we've just heard about from angels uh, telling us but we mark Christmas in our calendars as a day to give gifts our theme this Christmas has been the gift and we take great care when we choose a gift to, to wrap a gift I mean guys just generally speaking we do don't we take great care we think a lot about it about maybe 3 p.m. on the 24th of December and we, we, we give it thought, we, we, we wrap it up and we place it under the Christmas tree with the other gifts. And whether we're a Christian or not, giving, gift, giving gifts at Christmas time is a tradition. You know, in many, many parts of the world, it, it is a tradition. And I know that there's, there's so many people who have no Christian affiliation whatsoever, yet they will gladly and willingly be involved in gift giving over Christmas. But gift giving is a symbol of God's gift to the world, who is Jesus. That's, that's a symbol. So when we give gifts to each other as believers, as Christians, we're, we're representing that gift of God to us. It's, it's like a small expression of God's given me grace, God's been so good to me with Jesus, and I want to reciprocate that into the lives of others by giving them a, a, a lovely gift. But coming up to Christmas... We have this frantic season, a time for people um, uh, you know, to get all their things done. Everybody shopping, organizing, uh, preparing, traveling. Um, and in this busyness of Christmas, uh, let's refocus some time giving thanks for Jesus. And that's why I'm so encouraged by seeing you here this morning because it's a way where we've... Uh, separated ourselves from all those activities that we have at Christmas time to remember we are Christian because of Jesus who came to us. First Timothy, oh, sorry, you can look at First Timothy 2.6, but I spoke on Sunday on Jesus' purpose, coming as a baby in a human body. It wasn't just a short-term supernatural excursion from heaven to earth, but it was a mission. Jesus is God's ultimate expression of himself to the world. So Jesus fulfilled all the ancient prophecies of the Old Testament. There's so many prophecies in the Old Testament that point to Jesus, the saviour of the world. There, there's, I think there's somewhere close, anywhere between 250 and 300 prophecies that Jesus fulfilled, which is quite amazing. But 1 Timothy 2 verse 6 in the New Living Translation says, He gave his life to purchase freedom for everyone. This is the message God gave to the world at just the right time. And I'm so, uh, you know, I guess singing songs like we have this morning, 
Um, we, we didn't do that today as a concert, but we do that as our worship. And that's one of the things that we always want to keep as a, as a, a, a platform in our church is that our, our stage presentation isn't a, a concert, but it is always directed to worship Jesus uh, uh, at any time. This is what one author has to say about Jesus. It is important to note here that as a man, Jesus did experience each stage of human growth. And this is why he has the ability to comprehend what it feels like to be a child, a teenager, and an adult. He understands what it feels like to be rejected, judged, and condemned. In Hebrews 4.15, it says it like this. Jesus understands our human weakness because he faced all the same tests that we do, or temptations, some versions will say. Uh, he, he, he faced all the same things that we do, but he did not sin. Therefore... Jesus qualified himself perfect and is the only perfect sacrifice that can remove our sin. And that's why we celebrate. That's why we have such a, I guess, a warm feeling of, of uh, uh, goodness, I think, at Christmas time. And so there is a sense often at Christmas time where people just feel good about each other. I, I know that uh, great old story from World War I where, where soldiers on both sides of the trenches put their guns down and came out and... and, and you know, uh, offered each other gifts, uh, and and there was this cease, uh, you know, an unofficial ceasefire that lasted for Christmas Day, and unfortunately the next day they go back to bombing each other, but it was it was this moment of of goodwill, and when when Jesus was born, the angels prophesied and said peace and goodwill to man. And I want to tell you something, there's a misconception in the world today, if I can be political, where people often will say, well, the, the, the reason behind all these wars that we see in the world is all because of religion, all because of you know, this kind of stuff. But you know something? Jesus was the Prince of Peace. He's the one who causes wars to end. So therefore, there is someone else who causes wars to start. So the reason for Jesus, I just want you to consider this. John 1, chapter 10 to 14. He came into the very world he created, but the world didn't recognize him. He came to his own people, and even they rejected him. But to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. They are reborn, not with a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. So the word became human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness, and we have seen his glory the glory of the Father's one and only Son. Can I just ask the musicians to, to come back and join me? So Jesus is the gift from God that offers all people the gift of eternal life. The Jews who were waiting for a Messiah, they were waiting for someone to come, a king, to restore the kingdom of David. They were looking for a leader to confront Rome and bring them independence. The Jews were custodians of the prophecies of old that pointed to an, an eternal kingdom. Jesus came as a baby. He fulfilled those prophecies to restore all things and to establish a spiritual kingdom that is eternal. So for the world today, anyone can be born again into that spiritual family of God. That kingdom that doesn't see class or race or any distinction of social status or anything else, but brings us together under the banner of Jesus Christ. So my hope and my prayer for you and your family this Christmas is that 
there be room in your heart, room in your home for Jesus. Take some time to reflect on Jesus today. Can we just bow our heads? I'd like to pray for you this morning. Thank you, Jesus, that you were willing to come to earth as a man. You came to where we are in order to take us to where you are. This Christmas, I pray for each family that we experience your love and peace and blessings. May these homes represented here today be blessed. And above all, may we gain salvation in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. So this Christmas, I hope we can all have a a new and greater appreciation of Jesus, the gift to mankind from heaven. So I just wish you a happy Christmas. God bless you.